0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, what's more likely in 2016? A West Coast Conference title for BYU men's basketball or BYU football finishing in the top 25? Chew on that. Also, where does BYU Hoops go from here? Blaine Fowler on the Cougars' current plight. Plus, Jeff Judkins on why BYU men's and women's basketball has an annual tough road to a title. Let's go.
1: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton
0: and Jeremy Jordan. Yeah, Arsenio Hall in the house. Hoo, BYU hoo, Sports hoo, hoo. Nation live and radio vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I'm just trying
2: to get pumped up physically, and it's happening. Of sleepy. I had a 10 p.m. City League Rec basketball game. I'm so tired. You did this to yourself. I know I did. But I'm still... That doesn't take away from the fact that I'm tired.
0: I'm still tired. (laughs) Tuesday, January 19th, wherever. However, you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton. Teamed up. With a man who is an Animaniac at heart, Jerem Jordan. Hi, Brian! What are we doing today? <laughs> Dude, okay, here's the thing. We, we were, were playing that theme song We were before. just Love talking it. about Animaniacs, the maybe. great cartoon that Animaniacs was. I think underrated. Why, why isn't Animaniacs well, on some network right now?
2: Is it? Well, it's like Arrested Development. I don't know that it played well originally, but kind of later was like this big deal. Bigger deal. Like, oh, yeah, that was actually really smart and creative and funny.
0: Yakko, Wacko, and Dot or whatever.
2: <laughs> I don't remember a lot of the names. I just remember that was on that wasn't a traditional cartoon, but what, it worked really well. A la BYU Football Independence. Okay, what was your
0: favorite cartoon in the early to mid-90s?
2: Early to mid-90s. Um well late eighties was Transformers. Okay, again. And, and and then the nineties was yeah,
0: um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, so tra- Transformers and like Thundercats. Really good late 80s cartoons. Got- yeah, he For Kay. goodness sake! Well, then there was this transition in the early nineties. What was your favorite cartoon, early to mid nineties?
2: You you have one. Of, I don't. I don't know. Not, Ninja Turtles was mine. I Ninja was Turtles. Okay. Ninja okay.
0: Turtles. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you say Ninja yeah, Turtles.
2: Okay, I was going to. I was
0: going to guess Batman
2: for you. Oh, Batman on the WB was yes. awesome. Okay, so
0: Batman. And really do you know good. who the
2: voice of the Joker was in that? Who? Mark Hamill. <laughs> Luke Skywalker.
0: <laughs> it all comes full circle to Star Wars. Okay. What so was th- yours? You obviously have it in mind. Mine has to be Animaniacs, dude. I oh, laughed. Oh, you played that card? Yes. I thought you were going somewhere else. No. Batman was fantastic. Batman was amazing. That was intense. It was an intense cartoon. But if I kind just wanted dark. to if I wanted to laugh, it was Animaniacs. Yeah. It was so oh. out there. Anim- yeah, anim- Didn't Steven Spielberg produce it?
2: Executive producer, probably. Yeah. That I- just means he goes into a room and goes. Okay, that's I good. I like this. Yeah, that's... The, this is good. Yeah. When you watch a movie trailer and it's like, produced by... Don't... No, no, no. The director <laughs> is the key. That's not our Twitter in question film, In film, T- in TV, there's more of a collaborative effort than the producers in charge of the content. The
0: greatest cartoon early to mid-90s is not our Twitter question. But It's if you not? Feel like, Why not? If you feel like joining that conversation... If this were May 4th or something, yeah. we might be doing that, but... Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Lexi Eaton-Rydalch has been named the College Sports Madness West Coast Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Week. That That is is a lot. Yeah. That is a mouthful. Third time this year that she has won that. Kalani Purcell was named the conference's actual player of the week back-to-back weeks now after averaging a double-double. Jeff Judkins, the head coach of BYU women's basketball, joins us in 25 minutes.
2: Phil Steele, not to be confused with Feel Still, released a blog post listing all the underclassmen who have declared for the NFL draft. I believe the cutoff was yesterday, Uh, so that's in. BYU opponents will lose a total of 16 players to the pros. We'll break down more about who those guys are and which team... Has six dudes going early. There is
0: one team that's got a bunch of guys leaving early. That is coming to Provo. Well, it's down to six now. You've it from hey, let them. Got (laughs) to give them something. UMass men's volleyball drops from unanimous number one to number three. So now the BYU Cougars play at number two Long Beach State this weekend, Friday and Saturday. I think. If you go to the match in Southern California, you may or may not see Jerem Jordan there. I'll be there Friday night.
2: So, you may or may not. See ya! I'll be there Friday night. Jim or Fredette. Jim the That doesn't mean they're going to see you automatically. Oh, the see me part? Okay, I'll wear a bright shirt. Come on. Neon. I'll wear neon. Jim and Fredette and the Westchester Knicks play the Delaware 87ers. That's a real thing. <laughs> at 630 Eastern tonight. Here's the thing. Who the, thinks of this the stuff? 87ers
0: is, that's like, that's gotta the 87ers, that's got to be the hardest number to put an ERS after. Like forty ers okay. Seventy sixers, okay. 87ers. Five syllables?
2: <laughs> Come on. They it's like they're like minor league baseball teams where they're just out of control. Let's see, uh But it's fun.
0: Well, our parent clubs, the seventy sixers. Uh let's go with the uh eighty seveners. And the forty ers are the football team. Yes. There's
2: the Tulsa sixty sixers as well, I believe. <laughs> better. That's
0: better. 66 sixers. We gotta okay. play
2: know your D League mascot now that Jimmer's in the D league. <laughs> we got we have that to play has that to game. Happen. We yes. need to play that game. Yes.
0: On that note, rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. chasing championships and top twenty-five rankings. Collinsworth looking to create. Got it up and in, and a
1: strong finish by Collinsworth. Mangum on a draw. Did he get it? Touchdowns a to signal. They give him to the touchdown.
0: We love to discuss national relevance on this show and how BYU plays into that conversation. Mm-hmm. Right now, relevance for BYU football, one, as an independent, is, we ha- is being ranked. We have established that it is being ranked. It's the only measurable, right? Like,
2: like lasting relevance. You can throw a Hail Mary on the road at Nebraska and get relevant for that day, right? But we're talking about
0: lasting relevance is getting ranked. For basketball... It's winning conference championships and getting past the first round of the NCAA tournament, right?
2: Ideally to the Sweet 16, you know? Sweet 16, absolutely. Beating Gonzaga on the road, that's a singular relevance moment, right?
0: But lasting relevance, winning in the NCAA tournament and winning conference championships. Those things considered, it's been a while for both programs in terms of hitting... Those discussed standards of relevance, and that brings us to an early stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been
2: five years since both BYU football finished ranked and men's basketball won a conference title. That was in 2011. And the reason that football finished ranked that year is because USC was not eligible in uh, one of the polls. So BYU snuck in their spot. BYU had a re- co- an easy to moderate pool,
0: schedule. Yeah.
2: So, so B- if USC had been eligible, they wouldn't have even been ranked there. And th- then that was Jim Fredette's senior year 2010-11 where BYU finished 13th in the Coach's Bowl, was 8th in the AP going into the NCAA tournament, went to the Sweet 16. So it's been five years since either of those things have happened?
0: Five years? Here is the reality. BYU basketball has not won a West Coast Conference championship in any capacity since they joined the league. So a regular season or conference tournament title. This is year five, as Jerem just referenced. The Cougars haven't won a conference tournament championship in any conference since 2001. 15 years since they've won the auto bid to the NCAA tournament. That's weird
2: considering how successful the BYU men's basketball team has been. To get in but that
0: many years as an at-large?
2: Yeah, <gasps> I, yeah that's hard to do. But BYU needs to change that because they'll help their seeding. Because that would be a nice extra win at the end of the season. Who, who's who's
0: to say that won't happen this season? Okay. And and the backstory more of the backstory on football. Last season they finished ranked in the top 25, 2011. and that was as you mentioned, Jeremy again, Ryan because of USC ten and Red three, alert, played an easy schedule. The Cougars now face an absolute gauntlet in twenty sixteen, featuring Wait, the likes of Arizona, Utah. UCLA, West Virginia, Michigan State, Mississippi State, and Boise State. Sounds amazing. So, with those little backdrops in mind, we lay out the Twitter question What's more likely to happen
2: in 2016? So, right now for men's hoops and later this fall for football. BOA men's basketball wins a West Coast Conference championship, regular or tournament, or BOA football
0: finishes ranked. What's more likely? First tweet in from at JordanHoke22. BYU basketball winning the West Coast Conference. Just don't see football getting ranked with first-year coaches and the brutal schedule.
2: Now, that's something I hadn't even thought of, was the first-year coaches. Oh, I've thought about it. It's, it that's going to be a challenge to one, figure out how they coach, let alone against. There are you know, two parts, There
0: are two parts of that, yes. I it,
2: give them a the learning curve. The sure. state
0: of transition is very difficult. In fact, I played that. Card hard when we were discussing Nebraska last year. I knew it would be tough on the Cornhuskers.
2: I knew. No, I knew we'd throw. We BYU would throw a hail mary. No, I didn't know that. (laughs) I'm just saying
0: Nebraska would struggle, and they did. They finished six and seven because of the staff takeover. But they
2: won a bowl game because they were five and seven and got to one. They lost a lot
0: of talent. BYU is different in that they bring back a ton of talent. For this first-year coaching staff.
2: So I'm taking... Uh, I take it that you think football finishes ranked don't is more jump, likely. Don't
0: jump to conclusions. In okay, fact, I was but, going to we'll yield to out. you. I was going to yield to
2: you. Okay, I'll spit it out. Fine. It's It's hoops, and here's the, reasons why, here's the reason why. That schedule is very tough, okay? Uh, to me, BYU would probably have to Get to the ten win mark to get ranked.
0: Gabe, oh, okay, you think they have G- to win ten G- games? G- they G- have G- to win ten G- games with that schedule to finish ranked,
2: regardless. No, or irregardless. As okay, some people say which I'm isn't sorry. A word. I'm sorry, keep going. To win a tournament championship for BYU, you only have to win three games. I know that they haven't won in fifteen years, but I don't see any connection between like the 4 team and 2016. To me, those are two different things. Okay, it is weird, but I, I, BYU already took down the best team in the West Coast Conference and on the
0: road. Who's that? Who's they did that last year, too.
2: Yeah. BYU could go into Vegas and win the tournament in men's hoops. They could get hot for three games. Okay, It's not a true road game. Where BYU has struggled, but it hasn't they can happened get in hot fifteen in Vegas. years again. What does
0: 0-2 have to do with sixteen? I didn't say anything. that. I didn't say that O two and sixteen are directly related. When, it's just a when, trend.
2: When Travis Hansen or what or whoever is not winning in Vegas, BYU that doesn't have anything to do with with Jim Fisher.
0: BYU didn't win it with Jimmer. There was also Kawhi
2: Leonard and San Diego State <laughs> in the mix. They were really good. I don't see Kawhi Leonard in the West Coast Conference right now. I th- I think that it's men's hoops because I think that it's easier to get hot for three days instead of 13 days, or sorry, 10 days in the case
0: of football. I am going to agree with you that basketball has the more likely shot of winning a conference championship compared to football finishing in the top 25, but... It is much closer. It's not that easy. You make it sound like it's this easy decision. It's so easy. They haven't done it in 15 years. You're right. I I know. I know. Maybe I'll talk myself into football here because I have laid out. Argue the other side. Let's hear it. Okay. Here we go. First of all, because the schedule is so loaded with name brand opponents, and BYU as an independent just gets discussed because they play a really tough schedule. And they have
2: to go on the road for a lot of these tough ones.
0: If BYU wins nine games, including a bowl game, so if they go nine and four.
2: You think nine gets them in?
0: I believe they will finish ranked.
2: Let's talk about that. Because there were only three teams with nine wins that B- got I think BYU
0: has that caliber of a schedule, though. Like those three teams that finished in the top 25 with nine wins.
2: Yeah, probably. LSU, nine and three. The McNeese that you just knocked over my Sorry. water. Now I can't drink I'm water. I'm angry. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> no. Oregon, nine and four. Pac-12, okay. The mighty Pac-12. And then uh, Tennessee at nine and four. So the, those are the only three nine. Yeah, nine, 9 you're hoping they get ranked. Ten, you're going to get ranked, probably. Some of you are saying. Georgia had ten wins and did not get ranked. But they
0: didn't Georgia. play anybody. They played a, they played terrible teams.
2: They ended up being They didn't beat a ranked team. Arizona, West Virginia, Boise State, Cincinnati, Toledo, all those teams could be mediocre, right? UCLA, most overrated program in college football, coming to Provo. I, I think the next next year's tough, but I don't think it's like, ah! Tough, like everyone's saying.
0: Okay, so B- some of you might be saying BYU finishing nine and four against that schedule is. Oh, I'll lo- take it right now. Is
2: lunacy? We don't even need to play the games. I'll take it right now.
0: But is it is it lunacy? BYU guaranteed to have a good starting quarterback. I don't know who it's going to be, but whoever it is, <laughs> it's going to be really good. Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum are both uh. really good quarterbacks. Jamal Williams, for all intents and purposes, and reports that we've heard, is back, bigger, stronger, faster. Okay, I'll give you the six games BYU will win next year. They let's, will. Oh, oh let's they hear They will win these six games Preach! next year. Season opener against Arizona. They will win. They will win that game. That'd be a nice Arizona six and game. six team neutral site. BYU has more talent than they do next year. Seriously, on offense, BYU's offense. be right. Gone. He's gone to the NFL. Yep. Okay. Utah. BYU is going to win at Utah. Who does Utah have on offense? Britton Covey gone. Devontae Booker gone. They don't have a quarterback. They're hoping a JC Kenneth guy Scott. can See come in. Kenneth Scott out of here. Travis Wilson. Who do they have? Who do they have on offense? BYU will outscore Utah. Toledo. BYU wins that game. Southern Utah because SUU. UMass because UMass. <laughs> and Utah State because they lose the core of their defense. They can't stop anybody on offense. BYU wins those six games. Now for the three, I think they, they have a good shot to win. Viva San Diego. UCLA. Canyon At like, home. Most overrated team in America. You made that declaration in, in the fall. Most like, overrated wow. college football program in the history of college football. 100%. Goodness that. gracious. And this year they <laughs> backed it up again. Mississippi State <laughs> doesn't have Dak Prescott. they got to make a long trip to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah, that'll be a tough one. Those SEC interior linemen? I think BYU's offense
2: is just so dynamic this next year. Yeah. yeah. So no, dynamic. No, I, I think BYU has a shot at home against almost anybody.
0: At, at Cincinnati, BYU coming off of a bye week. I know that Nippert Stadium is redone, and it's raucous, and they're going to have a good offense. I think BYU has a good shot to win that game coming off of a bye. Now, the really tough games, West Virginia neutral, just because it's that fourth game. Michigan was the, the fourth game this the year. The fourth
2: game when you're hitting the road for three or four, <sighs> and you're playing all-power five. You already played Boise State. That wasn't yeah. a Power Five, but Power Five equivalent. at
0: Michigan State for obvious reasons. They were in the okay. college football playoffs.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, Connor Cook gone, but still Michigan State's a top fifteen at, program.
0: And at Boise State, who? It's at so tough to win Air on the Boise
2: in New Mexico. Won there. That's the good news. Last year,
0: Boise State will be better next Vulnerable. year than they were this year. They will be better next year than they were this year. Who knows, man? Maybe they'll just start stinking it up. Okay. Taysom Hill or Tanner Mangum, Jamal Williams, dynamic offense. The core of your defense is back so you think for BYU. They,
2: so you think they get they to nine and that will do it. They win nine games.
0: It. In fact, I am changing my – I have talked myself into it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. BYU football is more likely to finish in the top 25 than basketball is to win a West Coast Conference championship. I hope basketball proves me wrong. Yeah. I, I hope they prove me wrong. But it, I think the football team with the talent that they have, just raw talent – they can win nine games and finish ranked.
2: It's a tough take on who the state of hoops right now in terms of championships. They win, they get to the NCAA tournament. That, that's what happens. 25 wins average year, get to the tournament. That's the Dave Rose standard. But BYU hasn't, doesn't have hardware in the West Coast Conference. That's what we're talking about. BYU needs to get some hardware in Dave Rose's brand new office, which they're building right now as we speak, in the practice facility. Maybe that's the
0: turning point. Maybe the, the, ground the, YMCA, break, the groundbreaking is like, the turning okay, point.
2: we're winning West Coast Conference championships And they've broken... Now. Gonzaga's will in Spokane.
0: (laughs) What's more likely in 2016, BYU men's basketball wins a WCC title or football finishes ranked? At Cougar underscore Nate says, most likely is that a streaky basketball team that has good talent gets hot and wins the WCC. Jerem's argument right there. Three nights in Vegas, baby. He says, however, let's hope both happen. I can get down with that. Yeah. Up next, Blaine Fowler weighs in on the Twitter question. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. It is Full Steam Ahead. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I can't wear this until BYU wins a basketball. You can wear here. the
2: tourney hat if you say
0: phrases like Full Steam Ahead. That's perfect. <laughs> isn't that a isn't, a, a isn't that like the sh- like ships?
2: Boats? Um I assume that trains were involved in that, too. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even take a math class at BYU. I don't know. Anyway. Why am I asking you? I'm not even offended at that. (laughs) Thursday night, BYU Hoops has a double feature on BYU TV. 8 Eastern women's (laughs) hoops versus LMU and 11 Eastern. BYU TV is doing the game at LMU. So we hit the road, baby. 8 Eastern women's, 11 Eastern men's. BYU versus LMU, both on BYU TV. Check it out. Thursday night.
0: Triangulation, hypotenuse. If you want to discuss any of that with Jerem, am yeah. up on Twitter.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Also, we're doing uh, the, both Pepperdine games. So, so BYU TV is doing both women, both men on the road. So you can hang with us all week.
0: Thursday, Saturday, double features on BYU TV. Our Twitter question today. What's more likely to happen in 2016? BYU men's basketball wins a West Coast Conference Championship, either regular season or conference tournament championship, or BYU football under first-year head coach Kalani Sitake and that tough schedule that they finish ranked in the top twenty-five. At sa underscore BYU fan says football ranked tough schedule nine wins will get a ranking. I think so too. Too many variables Maybe. over too many games to say the West Coast Conference basketball will happen.
2: And you don't think there you don't think there are more variables associated with football than potentially three days in Vegas. <laughs> What? <laughs> BYU just lost to Portland, so everyone's off the train? I'm, I'm on the train still. I need to see, you know, pure collapse. See that. But, I, yeah, I'm confused. Why, we threw out a, a poll question. Right now it's 70% football.
0: 70%
2: football that they'll finish ranked. No one believes BYU is going to win in what Vegas because they have What would that poll have been, because poll
0: because have been on haven't. Friday after BYU beat Gonzaga? 100%. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Baseball. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline to offer us his very insightful and educated opinion is Blaine Fowler, BYU TV dual threat analyst, a guy who covers college football and college basketball, so he is perfect for this Twitter question. All right, Blaine. Let's answer the question. What's more likely to happen in 2016? BYU basketball finds a way to win their first WCC title or BYU football with a new coach, but tons of talent finish the season ranked.
1: So here's the clarifying question I have for you guys. Are we talking about a regular season basketball title or that they're going to win the tournament? Either down one. Or... Either one. Either one. Because I think they have a, a really good shot to win the tournament down there. But yeah, I... Blaine! So you're, you're, I, I really do think they have a shot to do that, but to win the regular season title, I mean, the Zags are six and one with their only loss, aren't they? I'm I'm not looking at that, but off the top of my head, if I remember right, they're six and one already in league. Yes, right?
0: BYU four and two, Gonzaga six right. and one,
1: and they've got they've got to come down here still. Uh, yeah, I'm not as confident that they win the regular season title. I think they could tie for the regular season title. I think that that's more likely the basketball team, but but I really think. By the time you get to the tournament in March, these young players are going to be playing better. It's neutral court for everybody, and I, I like BYU's chances this year of winning the tournament down there, just because I don't think Gonzaga is as good on the guard line as they've been in recent years, and and I think BYU is going to be a little more seasoned on the guard line. Those young guys, those those two freshmen, are going to play better in the tournament than they playing than they've been playing early on the road. So I think I think they'll do it. But here's here's the thing. Can I take both? Because I, <laughs> no. Because, so, so, so I'm going to say basketball right now because I think for BYU and football, when you look at that daunting schedule, um, that we I, I've gone through it over and over and over again in my mind as, as I've looked at that schedule. I'm, I'm feeling like if BYU and football can be in four and four in their first eight games, that and the gang has been doing a phenomenal job, and so so then to climb back from that. You might be able to be if you play well down the stretch. Um, if you're eight and four, uh, you could be ranked with that schedule at eight and four. I think with nine wins, Jeremy, you said, uh, I don't know. I think with nine wins, you are ranked with that schedule. I, I guess it's depending on who you lose against, but because I think they'll finish strong. Because in the back end of it, you know, they've got Cincinnati and Southern Utah, uh, UMass and Utah State. I, th- I think they're gonna they'll win out, and I think they can beat. Boise State, so so even at eight, they have a chance to be ranked at nine. They're ranked, but I think nine and three in the regular season next year is ridiculously good um, with a new offense, a new defense, and with that schedule the way it is early. Um, so I'm I'm going to say basketball is going to either win a co regular season championship, which in my book counts based on what you just told me. That's what Jimmer Fredette did his senior year. Yeah, I think they're going to do one of the two. I think they're either going to win a co-championship in the regular season or win the tournament um, this year because they'll be more experienced by then. And so they're going to they're going to do that. I'm, I'm giving the basketball team that the football team. I kind of kind of wait and see what happens in those first four games. So I'm going basketball.
2: Yeah, you've already taken down the top team in the conference on the road. So I think BYU is certainly capable of anything. You lose at Portland, you're capable of that. You win at Gonzaga, you're capable of that. So. We'll see what this BYU team does. Now you have LMU and Pepperdine this week. LMU is a place where BYU has lost before, but Pepperdine seems to be maybe a bigger challenge for BYU because St. Mary's already went there and lost, Blaine.
1: Yeah, Pepperdine's more of a veteran team. LMU, if BYU doesn't win there, I'd be really disappointed because Mike Dunlap, he's got nine new guys on that team, and they're taking good care of the ball. They have a pretty decent inside game. But, but they're just not great defensively, and they're not shooting it. And it seems like they're still trying to find themselves. They're kind of a 50-50 team right now. BYU should win that game. Now Pepperdine, that's a little scarier, right? Because they're more veteran. And names that people know. So Stacey Davis, who's, who's been a solid, solid player inside 6A and 6'8", or Jet Reigns. If you're named Jet, you really need to be explosive, right? And Spencer named his
2: kid seven. Jet. Yep.
1: Yeah, they're like, success.
2: Jet Reigns Linton. <laughs>
1: and Reigns, they're not just long at 6'8", 6'7", but they're physical guys, they're like 235, 225. So they're really good inside. They're really balanced. they got Lamont Murray on the outside. Um, a major is the distributor. I, I just like the balance of Pepperdine. I think it's a really solid basketball team, and, and I like Marty Wilson as a coach. They shoot it well. Um, they score well. So they're balanced. I mean, everything about this team, they're a solid basketball team. And BYU on the road right now, is not scoring at the rate they are at home. They seem to struggle on the road, so that's the one that makes me nervous—the Pepperdine one. Should they win? Certainly they should. From a talent perspective, they match up just fine, and they and they should be fine. But if I'm going to pick out one of the two games that's the scary one for me, it's definitely Pepperdine.
0: Follow him at B. Fowler, sixteen dual threat analyst for BYU TV, college basketball and college football. Blaine Fowler with us as we discuss this. Okay, uh, Blaine, let's let's just say it. I mean, the ebbs and flows of what happens in college basketball were in full effect last week. Unpredictable BYU wins at Gonzaga, their best win of the season. They're riding high. And then less than 48 hours later, they lose their worst game of the season at Portland. So with that in mind, what do you, what what type of BYU team do you expect to hit the road in Southern California this week?
3: It's, so
1: hard, Spencer. I was actually really worried about that game after the Zags win because because BYU won in a way that they haven't won all year, maybe even not last year, where they just kind of ground it out and it was a defensive gem and they win by one in the games in the 60s. I was like, wow, that's, that's how you win on the road, right? Because you don't really shoot well on the road. So I was nervous that with all the energy that was extended to do that 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 they would, you know, lose the next one against the, an opponent that should be able to give them problems, although they have given them problems historically the last couple of years. Um, so, so going on the road, it was it was interesting. We were doing the San Francisco game, talking to, to Rex Walters, and he, he made a comment that Dave and I kind of looked at each other and went, oh, that's a cool way to put it. He says, defense travels and offense does not. So, hmm. you know, you can always – defense is about effort, it's about being able to move and talk and do those things. You can play defense every single night if you're mentally tough, but you don't. No matter how good you are offensively, there's going to be nights when you just don't shoot it well, especially on the road, and especially with freshman cards. And so that's that's the scary part about this team. There's going to be some ups and downs. They could lose another one on the road, but but I think you know you look at what they did last year. Remember, they they lost games. Um, You know, on on the road last year, later in the season than they did this year, they lost at St. Mary's in the middle of January about this time. They lost at San Diego in February. You remember that? Oh, yeah. um, Or that was late January, and then they lost in February to Pepperdine. And they still found a way to win down the road and get to the tournament. So as young as this team is on the guard line, um, knowing that defense travels and offense doesn't, and this is a team that really relies on offense, Yeah, they're probably going to lose another game on the road someplace. I still think they're going to win a regular season championship, and I still think they're going to win the tournament. So we just can't get in a panic because they lose once in a while on the road.
2: Yeah, and it's tough, Blaine, because BYU, we did the math yesterday, is losing 2.8, essentially 3.0 non-Gonzaga-St. Mary's games in the West Coast Conference per year. That's not a formula for competing for a regular season championship, yet BYU has made back-to-back season, late-season runs to get into the NCAA tournament. Do you expect the same from BYU this year with 7 of 10 at home down the back 10?
1: I absolutely expect it, and here's why. Because this is the youngest they've been on the guard line that I can remember. And so those guys are just going to get better. They're going to get more weathered and, and experienced at playing on the road. They're going to be a little more consistent. I'm talking specifically with Celius with and Emery. Right now, their numbers at home versus on the road is a ridiculous difference. That difference is going to shrink as time goes on. They're going to get into the last part of the season, and, and they're going to play really well. And think about, BYU's home schedule is really favorable at the end of the year. So I do believe they're going to go on a run. And here's where I think they're ahead of last year. They've already played St. Mary's and Gonzaga on the road, and they're 1-1. One one. Yes. And so they're ahead of last year. And and now they're going to get those teams at home. It's very likely that they sweep those teams at home. Maybe they lose to the Zags, who have revenge on their mind. But to me, worst-case scenario, they finish 2-2 two and two against those teams. Um, and, and I think they got a great chance to be 3-1 and one against those two teams. And so to me... This 4-2, and two, because of the way the season lays out from a schedule, is better than last year's 4-2 and two start. And so that's a long answer to your question, Jerem, but yes, I do expect them to go on a run down the stretch, and I do expect them to finish a little better this year in conference than they did last.
0: So as we look through uh, a little bit of the filter there, Blaine, are you saying BYU will go undefeated at home, including wins over Gonzaga and St. Mary's?
1: I'd say their worst-case scenario is one loss to Gonzaga at home. That's, that's my feeling based on how this team is built and the way they shoot it at home. And, and so, yeah, worst-case scenario, Gonzaga comes in and plays out of their minds because they're mad about what happened, and they lose that one. Uh, but but I, I put that game at a 50-50, and then I think they win the rest at home.
2: How does BYU get better defensively to where they can play more like Thursday than Saturday?
1: It really is about experience. and So here's. I was doing a San Diego State game a couple of weeks ago and talking to Steve Fisher. I have just so much respect for him. And you know what? He's so cool. Every time I'm down there, he's always asking, how's Dave Rose doing? How's BYU? He's got this tremendous respect for BYU as a program. He wouldn't cancel a series
2: with BYU. He really wouldn't.
1: No, he would not do that. In (laughs) fact, I shouldn't even say this, but that was happening right when I was down doing the San Diego State game for ESPN. And he proactively said, what is going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, I said, well, I, I filled him in a little bit, and he goes, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They need to play that game." Steve
2: Fish is my homeboy. <laughs> veteran yeah. coach.
1: He just, its just like it just. Yeah, but anyway, I shouldn't even say that. But but we did have that. Don't conversation. worry, it's just—it's
2: just us three. It's just yeah, us okay. three.
1: But but I, he's got a lot of respect for BYU and the program, and, and Dave Rose's wife and and Steve's wife work on some charity things together, and. I miss that rivalry from the Mountain West. That's the one I miss the most is that San Diego State rivalry. But, but anyhow, Steve Fisher said um, they're play, they playing a team that likes to get up and down the floor. And he goes, you know, we've got an interesting challenge. It's really, really hard to play up-tempo on offense and then try to slow a team down defensively. He says it's just hard because the guys get running up and down the floor, then you want them to stop the ball defensively. And so you kind of, unless you've got a veteran team, it's hard to do both. So it's hard to run up and down the floor and then slow down the team on the defensive end. And he, he has a young team this year. Dave Rose has a young team this year. So it kind of is what it is, and what's going to help them get better to be able to do that, to play up-tempo on offense and then slow things down defensively and play better defense, is all about experience. So I expect them to gradually get better, as the season progresses defensively. And, yeah, there's been some growing pains along the way. They lose a game at Portland they shouldn't, shouldn't lose, but we've got to remember how young this team is.
0: Stay level-headed. I like that logic, Blaine. Let's ride the tournament train together, my friend. <laughs>
1: you got it. They're going to do this thing. This is the year.
0: <laughs> hey, by the way, Blaine,
1: zero beep yeah. interview. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, whenever we, have a zero beep, whenever we have a zero beep interview, use teams do phenomenally good well that week following it. So good
0: let's get off happen. the phone quick before it peaks. <laughs> okay. Blaine, thanks See you, for Blaine. The bye. Time. bye. <laughs> See you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
2: Second ever bleepless Blaine Bleepin' Fowler interview. <laughs> right? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Zero, yeah, zero. Wasn't that Blaine's nickname at BYU Leaps. back in the day?
0: No, <laughs> no? no, we'll have to no, look into that. Let's we'll check into that. We need Robbie Bosco on the phone to find out about that. What yeah. was Blaine's nickname? Okay. <laughs> he was on the football yeah, team. Gonna... Blaine, great hair, Fowler. Up next, Jeff Judkins joins the conversation. What does he think is more likely to happen? WCC title or football finishing ranked? Welcome back, sports friends, to Studio B. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU-TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
2: Friday night, gymnastics has a tri-meet. Watch it live on BYU-TV, the debut of gymnastics on BYU-TV, 9 Eastern time, Friday night against UC Davis and Boise State.
0: Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Lexi Eaton-Reidolch has been named the... Madness West Coast Women's Basketball Player of the Week for the third time this year. Make that college madness. Kalani Purcell was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week again after finishing last week averaging a double-double. That's all she did. She was awesome. Phil Steele
2: released a blog post listing all the underclassmen who have declared for the NFL draft. The cutoff was yesterday. Uh, BYU's opponents will lose a total of 16 players to the pros. More on who those guys are coming up in the next segment.
0: BYU men's volleyball drops from unanimous number one to number three in the coaches' poll. The Cougars play at number two Long Beach State this weekend. Jerem Jordan will be there.
2: I'll be there Friday night. Saturday I'll be at the uh, men's basketball game in Malibu. But uh, Jimmer Fredette and the Westchester Knicks play the Delaware 87ers. That's a real name. The
0: 87ers. We don't make
2: this stuff up. We make a lot of stuff up on the show, but we didn't make that up. At 6.30
0: Eastern time. A guy who played in the NBA, not for the Delaware 87ers, Jeff Judkins, joining us on set in Studio B, head coach of the BYU women's basketball team and a team that is absolutely rolling right now. one have won five straight. But, Coach, we want to start with today's Twitter question. We had some fun this morning in our pre-production meeting of just kind of playing the hypothetical game or what's more likely. So we ask you this. What's more likely to happen in 2016? BYU men's basketball wins a West Coast Conference championship in any capacity, or the football team finishes the season ranked in the top 25? The football team? Yeah.
3: And if they, and then the basketball, it's... Wins they, regular
2: or tournament.
3: Either, either one. I would say basketball has the highest, in my opinion. I think they have a chance. Uh, they have a chance right now. So, I mean, they've only lost two games. They're going to have a big advantage at the end of the season because their games are more home and ours are now on the road. I think that'll help them, and I think uh, the way they've handled Gonzaga, I think they feel pretty comfortable if they match up well with them, and that'll probably be who they'll play in the championship. I mean, it'd probably be a great day for West Coast conferences, Gonzaga men, BYU men, Gonzaga women, BYU women. That'd be the best crowds, probably the most excitement.
2: St. Mary's isn't a fan of that idea, though.
3: (laughs) They're not, and they're right there, too, because they both have two very, very good teams. Themselves and uh, you know I, I know Paul Thomas and he's got a really really good team right now and uh, Randy Bennett I'm good friends with him I've known him for a long long time and yeah those they're gonna they're gonna have something to say with it same with San Diego in the women's and I'll tell you Pepperdine scares me in the men's side you know it's gonna be a great test for BYU men this weekend against them because Pepperdine seems to kind of turn it on. Right now, they did it last year at this time.
2: Yep, they have uh, they beat St. Mary's as well in Malibu, so that was a nice one. You proved that you can do this, this being get hot in Vegas. Last year, you're a five seed. You win those three games. You win the conference tournament. BYU hasn't for 15 years in the men's side won a, a conference tournament. What is it about getting hot uh, in Vegas that maybe you can control to a degree?
3: Well, I, I think you have to have some luck. And if people don't remember. In Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas, <laughs> uh, you have to win your first game, and sometimes that game is the hardest one. It happened to us last year. We played St. Mary's. It was a hard matchup. It was they beat us twice, and both games were right down the wire. And this game came down the wire. And luckily, I had a really good player that made a great play and got us over the hump. And then we then then you get momentum, and then you start thinking that you, hey, we can win this thing. We can match up with these guys, and the next thing you know. And then San Diego, we kind of lucked out. San Diego lost to San Francisco last year, and San Francisco was a team we matched up very well with. So
2: In the title game, and you had yeah. to go through Gonzaga and Seminole. Yeah, correct. That was the toughest game. It was. That was a, a tough game. It, seemed
3: like, right? it, was, it was really tough. Yeah. But, you know, I think any team can get on a roll, and that's why I think the conference champ, one of our biggest goals is to win a conference championship. It's a. It's the two months. It's the grind and whatever. At a tournament, you can get hot at the right time, and that happened for us. That great player you were
0: referencing that hit the game winner against St. Mary's, Alexi Eaton-Rydalch, the College Madness West Coast Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Week. It seems like she's getting an award every week, but I want to talk about the other player that has emerged this season, Kalani Purcell. All she did in Saturday's game was score 14 points, grab 11 rebounds, have eight assists, and six steals. What do you say to a player like hey I need you to to do a little bit more. What what do you say to Kalani after an amazing performance like that?
3: Um I think you, you keep pushing her. I think Kalani wants to be pushed and she wants to be the best player she possibly can be. And I think you you as a coach you push her and make her reach her um her heights and you know she wants she wants to play in the next level. That's one of her dreams and goals and um I mean I think she's by far the most versatile player, for sure in our league and probably at BYU history. Is she can do so many things, and and I think that's what makes it for me. It's awesome because I can put her in a lot of a lot of different positions where she can she can help our team. What what has she
2: done to to grow as a player this season, and and in particular maybe be more aggressive offensively? You've called for that. We joked with her. You're averaging nine shots a game. Why don't you get up to thirteen or fourteen? This week, you know, and you get you get a couple nice wins last week.
3: Well, I think she's, how do I say this the right way? She's a team player first. She's always not been a big scorer. Lexi's got the mentality of a scoring mind. That's what she's thinking. Kalani's more of getting my teammates involved. And everybody's like LeBron James a little bit that way. You're kind of comparing... You know, LeBron James is Kalani, who does everything well. And then you go with Lexi, and you kind of look at her and say she's Kobe Bryant. You know, everybody does a different a role. Different a few role. years ago, Kobe? Yeah, a okay. few years. You know, you, year. know, no. you, know, the, you know the thing is sad. People don't realize how good he was. Yes. You know, he probably should have retired two years ago. But, you know, everybody got mad at Barry Sanders retiring when he was at his prime. So... There's a happy medium, but I think <laughs> I think both those I think both those players. That's kind of what they remind me of a little bit. And Kelani's done more trying to score for us in conference than she has to. She has to do that for us. You face some interesting challenges
0: as a head coach, and one of them you faced last week, and that is coming off of a huge, emotional, important win against Gonzaga. Scrapped it out, found a way to win, but you expel so much energy and stress mm-hmm. and energy in that. And then you know you got to come back on Saturday and play again and it's not a great team. I mean Portland came in with a record of 2 and 15 but you've got to get your team to stay motivated in that situation so there's not a letdown. What do you do in that situation to, to avoid the letdown which the men couldn't escape on the road? Well, it's it's it's
3: really hard. First of all, Portland got beat by 30 to San Diego, so that didn't help. If it had been a close game, it would've been probably better. And it was. It, it's hard. You just gotta hope you have veteran players that understand it. That's sometimes where a good bench can come in. And you and you, your, your starters aren't ready to go, and you play. You come in with your bench, and they come in and play well. And I thought we did that. I thought Fuller came in and gave us a good lift. Amanda's been really solid, just you know doing her role, what she needs to do. And Cassie came in and hit it at three in the corner, and really kind of got us going. And I think those things helped us. Uh, Portland played really well. I don't know if they'd have played like that, probably some other games they probably would have won. Um, it, but they hit a lot of good shots. And we kind of, uh, I don't know I can say it. I don't know if we just coasted, but we kind of jumped on them and then we kind of just kind of played sloppy basketball. We didn't really play sharp. And I thought we could come out in the third quarter and just bury them and then, then do that, but we didn't. We let them get back in the game and we had to do a better job with that. And I was pretty mad about after the game with that. I was happy we won, but I was I wanted my team to know, hey, we're better than this, and we got to learn from that.
2: On the men's side, BYU entered the West Coast Conference four and a half years ago, and I think BYU thought that they would really compete for conference championships and win a couple. You know, at this point, it's been I, I think it's been harder than we thought. Did, what did you anticipate when the when the switch to the West Coast Conference happened for the men's team?
3: <coughs> well, for the men's team, I, I I really felt like you said I thought they would compete and be up there which they have been in Gonzaga and them Gonzaga is they have they have a lot of pull in this league I don't know how other way to say it but they I think scheduling a lot of things go their way and it's BYU's I think they're gonna, they're going to I think the biggest thing is to, what they've done and that is they've won in Gonzaga now two years in a row mm-hmm. which I think gives them a lot of confidence and then I think secondly, they've, they've they're big. The, the game at the end of the year is going to be a big game. It could be for championship. Gonzaga not as watching. They're not as good as they've been in the past. They're not as deep. You know, they're not as. And I think I think they're, they might lose another game on the on on there. And if BYU has in favor at the end of the conference, they have a lot of home games which they have not lost a home this year. Is that correct? Correct. But, yeah, I, I think they've got a big advantage. And then going into the tournament, as I mentioned, and hopefully match up with the people. The team that scares me on the men's side, and when i watched that game, is St. Mary's. Yep. St. Mary's is a very, very good team. And um, I could see them losing to Pepperdine because the quickness and athleticism, but they execute. And I think that's, that's, that's going to be those To me, it's those three It's where it's going to come down to. And I think it's the same in the women's. It's going to come down to the three of us. Probably San Diego. San Diego is having seven straight home games out of the next nine. And, and where we have six, we get to play them at home. But you so get them at home. That's, get that's at home. the key. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and the men go seven of ten at home. That means you go, what, three of ten at home because you're opposite, right? Yes. The back ten. Yes. So you mentioned Gonzaga has a lot of pull. Have they, can you earn that? Like do, do they deserve that, or is that unfair to a degree?
3: Um, I've been in this league for, Fifth what, year now, right? yeah, we've, they don't play four games on the road in a row, in a row, like we do, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't do it last year. They didn't do year before. You're talking you, yeah. Season? Yeah. You probably remember, you probably remember, uh, uh, when we played right after Christmas and you played four games in seven days, well, they never did four games in seven days. They did three for a couple of years and you're willing to take your hit. But you got to rotate that around. And I know they're doing a lot for, for different reasons, television and things like that. But it comes down to it, one little break here and there. Um, like, I personally think we should be on the road this week, and the men should be at home. You know, we're, we're we're doing it back and forth. Why don't we just switch it? But you just do what you're told, and you get the schedule, and you just do the best <laughs> you can.
2: I just had a flashback. All of a sudden, I realized, wait, it's been five years? Have you always been in the West Coast conference five years? That's a long time. It's gone by quickly.
0: It's time for, for the men to win a West Coast Conference championship. Yep. And according to Coach Jenkins, could happen this year because of the way the league is playing out right now.
3: Yeah, I think, and I think where they're sitting. And that's a big goal for us. We haven't won a conference championship. We won two uh, tournament championships. Um, but we haven't won. That's what our goal is, too, as a, as a team. Coach, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, you guys. I appreciate it.
0: Up next, which BYU football opponent will look very different next season due to players leaving early for the NFL draft? I like BYU's chances to get this team for sure. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us on BYU TV Simulcast on BYU Radio. Your mustache is gone. looks so much better. Thanks. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, catch the rebroadcast weeknights starting at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Who would miss the show? That's crazy.
2: It's a Thursday BYU Hoops double feature, by the way, on BYU TV at 8 Eastern. The women's team plays 11 Eastern. The men's team plays uh, there's in Provo and then in L.A., both on BYU TV for the women and men against LMU Thursday night.
0: Prominent college football writer Phil Steele released... Who? Stop it. Phil Steele. I said it correctly. You did. You're, you're so times. good at it now. Both times. You're so well at it. Okay. He released a blog <laughs> citing all of the college football players that are leaving their respective schools early to enter the NFL draft.
2: Remember, you have to say three years. Yes. You can it one year, play two, or play three, but you got to stay.
0: So we thought, okay, well, how will that affect BYU's schedule next year? Oh, It will. And there are combined 16 players from the opponents BYU has on the schedule next year that are leaving early to go to the big show on Sundays, starting with Arizona. Scooby Wright, linebacker, Caleb Jones, wide receiver, both gone.
2: Both really good. And that's a good thing because Scooby Wright was arguably the best linebacker in the country. He was the favorite to win the Buckets Award. He was hurt and then came back for the bowl game.
0: Man, I'm so glad that BYU won't see him in how many days, Jeremy? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Countdown to the Wildcats.
1: 228
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm like twelve years old today.
0: Two twenty eight every day. Okay. Moving on. Utah. Wake me up when September ends. Utah. Said Green Day. No players leaving early for the NFL draft, but UCLA, Jerem. Six Early entries and li- from that team.
2: And listen to these dudes. Paul Perkins. What do you have, like 800 yards rushing against BYU? Remember that? 21. Miles something? Jack, the the game-winning interception. Thomas Duarte, a receiver. Kenny Clark was awesome. D-tackle. Alex Redman and Caleb Beninok, both
0: O-linemen. Gone. See ya. Six. UCLA in Provo. Six of these dudes lost. That's great news. West Virginia has a couple of guys leaving early. Toledo. Michigan State, surprising, only has one. Mississippi State, however, three guys going early to the NFL draft, including... DeRunya Wilson. Any guy named De, De Runya? De Runya yeah. Wilson? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What is this, Key Peel? Peele? East West <laughs> All-Stars? That's a great name. <laughs> Boise State
2: and Utah State both have one apiece. Nick Vigil. Kamalea Correa, really good for Boise State. Yes. And then Nick Vigil, oh, who w- was a fantastic player. He's gone. So those are the 16 that are early entry draftees. BYU did not, obviously, have one. Utah didn't either.
0: Okay, so tell me that UCLA, even though they're the most overrated college football program in America, six guys leaving early for the NFL draft—that doesn't—that doesn't doesn't make you think BYU has a great shot to win that game in Provo, and it's at home. Yeah, I I like BYU's chance in that game, which is more likely in 2016. BYU men's basketball wins a WCC title, or BYU football after they beat UCLA finishes ranked. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jeremy, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Women's
2: basketball.
0: Lexi Rydelch has been named the College Sports
2: Madness West Coast Conference Player of the Week for the Lakers of the United States of America for the third time this season. Kalani Purcell is named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week after finishing last week averaging a double-double.
0: Football. Phil Steele released a blog post listing all of you the underclassmen it. who have declared for the NFL draft. BYU's opponents will lose a total of 16 players to the pros. It's volleyball. Ball.
2: Men's volleyball drops from unanimous number one to number three in the NCAA coaches poll. It's ABCA, actually. You are fired. You're flying. The Cougars play. Hey, you're off the show. You're out. The Cougars play at number two Long Beach State this weekend. BYU's number two in the off-the-block media poll. I voted them three.
0: Jimmer. Jimmer for dead. And the Westchester Knicks play the Delaware 87ers. At 6 Eastern. Tennis.
2: Cougars beat Hawaii. 6-1 in Manoa yesterday. The Cougars improved to 3-0 on the season. They'll face Weaver State at home this Friday.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter. For Dexter, help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And there's a brand new member yeah. of BYU Sports Nation. Woo. He has elite lineage. Shout out to Luke Nixon, new baby boy, for BYU TV analyst and NFL guy David Nixon. Got Luke a picture too. 7 pounds, 9 ounces, 19 inches. They congratulations, really love Star
2: Wars: The Force Awakens. Apparently. That is a really cute baby. That's awesome. David's pretty cute as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you take us home, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crickets. We have 30 seconds. Let's What's get the our elite tweet. tweet of the day. Yes. What read the
2: elite tweet? The elite tweet. Where is it? At Elko Cougar. Mark it down. BYU will win the West Coast Conference regular season title after sweeping St. Mary's and Gonzaga at home. And by the way, the poll results as of now: 51% in favor of hoops. That close. Blaine Fowler switched it because it was 70
0: football. That close, Jeez. though. 51-49. I love it. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes for Jerem, Ian Spencer. Shout out to Chad Barney. BYU Sports.